I just have a quick announcement just to kind of keep everyone up to date about uh, something that we're doing new here at Calvary Tabernacle. Uh, you may be used to, to coming in on Sunday mornings and our friendly ushers handing you a gospel horn and, and sending you to your Sunday school class or in, in here to the main sanctuary. And, and we want to let you know that this next or that today will be the, the last day uh, that we will have printed our gospel horns. Uh, instead, you can find all of that information now on a uh, system right here in the Bible app. So if you've got a smartphone or a smart device and you have the Bible app on your phone, uh, then you'll be able to keep up with everything that we're doing here at Calvary Tabernacle that, that would be in the Gospel Horn uh, right there on your phone in the Bible app. And you can uh, just download the Bible app and then tap Discover and then search for Calvary Tabernacle. And you can there's a button there that will say Set as My Church. If you'll do that right there, then anytime we have something new that we post on there, it will actually send you a little notification to your phone within the Bible app uh, saying, hey, Calvary Tabernacle's got a message for you. And you're able to click on that and open it up and see all of that good information uh, that we've been given in the gospel horn right there uh, from your phone. And you can also follow along uh, with our sermon. So every Sunday as, as Pastor Billy comes up to preach, all of his sermon notes or any scripture that he uses will be right there in the events. If you would go to the next slide, please, Taya. And you can find that again in the, in the Bible app by clicking on the button more and then click on events and it'll pull up Calvary Tabernacle right at the top of your phone right there. And once you click on Calvary Tabernacle, it'll, it'll pull up the scripture that our pastor is preaching from. It'll give you a place where you can take notes within your phone. It'll have any... Uh, important announcements that we have to make right there in that event. It'll give you a link to our website, uh, a way that you can give online, all kinds of stuff right there from that event. So you can follow along every Sunday, just as you would with the gospel horn. You can follow along right there on your phone. So it's quick, it's easy, it's free. It'll save the church quite a bit of money from printing costs, and it'll save us a lot of waste as well. And uh, we'll be able to get all this information to you for free, and you'll be able to gain that for free. Uh, so it's a great resource to have, a great tool to have, and you're able to, to look this up at any time. So not just on Sundays, but you can go on Monday or Tuesday and look up our events, and you can go in there and save that to your phone. So whenever Brother Billy preaches a, a dynamic message, you're able to go back later. If you've saved that event, you can go back later during the week, pull those scriptures back up, any notes you may have made, and continue your study at home. So it's wonderful, great resource to have uh, right there at your fingertips. We just wanted to make you aware of the changes going on. Uh, if you have any questions, you can let myself or Pastor Billy or, or any of our board members know. And uh, we'll be happy to answer any questions that you may have regarding that. So thank you very much. At this time, we're going to ask Brother Billy to come up. He's going to share the word of the Lord with us this morning. We're so thankful again to have such wonderful pastors, Pastor Billy and Pastor Peggy, and all that they do for us here at Calvary Tabernacle. Thank you so much, brother. Well, God bless you for being here today. It's a wonderful day, isn't it? It's a wonderful day to know the Lord. I'd like to take your Bibles. Turn to the book of Jeremiah, 18th chapter. Excuse me. Thank you, Brother Sam. I'm mean, looking for great things. Amen. I'm expecting great things. I'm speaking great things. I'm going to receive great things. I am receiving great things. But we want to 
speak what God tells us to speak, and that and that only. I was impressed Wednesday night with Angie Teal's prayer request that she come up and got prayed for. I was really impressed with that. So, okay, Jeremiah 18, 1 to 6. And the word which came to Jeremiah, and I want to say God is speaking to everybody. It's not, if he's not speaking to everybody, then he's a respectful person. But he's no respectful person. He's speaking to everybody. But everybody's not what? Hearing. They're not listening. So he's speaking to Jeremiah here. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house. Thou will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that made clay was mired in the potter's hand. So he made it again into another vessel, seeming good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, said the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hands also. How many believe that you're in God's hand? Now, the potter had the clay in his hand, and he was making it what he wanted it to be. For some reason or another, he changed his mind. And he made it into another vessel. On life's journey, there's always changes. Anybody ever found that out? Nothing never stay the same but the sun. Even the moon don't stay the same. You ever, ever notice that? It's got full moon, new moon, quarter moon, half moon, pouring out water, holding water. I don't know what all that is. But you in God's hand. He said, I will never forsake you, and I will never leave you until I get through with you or what I'm going to do in your life. Now, sometimes it's not accepted by the flesh when God starts molding you and shaping you. Because sometimes we got our mind set on what we want. But I want you to know God's mind has got the best for your life. Best for your life. Julian got a tremendous blessing on his job the other day. Is that right? Oh, I'm telling you, just went to work, and all of a sudden, what, well, you've been there two or three days, and gets a promotion. I want you to know God is for you, not against you. He's shaping you. He's shaping you. But if you resist, <laughs> you're going to come up short. Because he's going to have to start all over. He's got something in mind for you better than you ever thought before in your life got something wonderful in plan for your life. Every person is born a champion. 
The very first word a child hears when they come out of the womb is no. Listen, we ought to start saying yes to the word of God. Brother Don was mentioning about the thing that was going to be on about Jesus a few, I don't know, what, two minutes? Going to cost 20. Huh? Doubt that long going to cost $20 million. That is sponsored by David Green, the owner of Hobby Lobby, who's a Seminary of God Pentecostal person. He's got a record of doing what's right and honorable. So God has got you in your hand. You ought to say to yourself, regardless, and I have a hard time doing this sometimes, <coughs> but you're in God's hand. He said, Jacob, I'm going to go with you. I'm not going to depart from you until I've finished with you. God is not going to depart from helping you until you die. He's going to be there constantly and consistently molding you and shaping you with what you were designed to be. How many know you are designed to be a champion? You're not designed, hallelujah, to be no caterpillar. You may have been born like that, but I tell you, God has a different plan for your life, and that's the butterfly. I watched a thing not too long ago on butterflies. I could not believe what I seen. Some of them were no bigger than your fingernails, but some of them was huge. I've never seen such beauty in all my life. We cannot imagine how much beauty God has planned for our life if we would yield to the potter. He said, can I do to you the same thing? Now, if you could hold that in your hand, that's cool and moist and soft, and, and a potter is always putting water on it so it won't dry out, so he can make it exactly what he wants it to be. And God has the best plan for our lives than you can imagine. We cannot imagine what wonderful plan that God has for our lives. I'm just going to share some things with you, and most familiar with all of us. The book of Job, chapter 1, it said he's blameless and upright, one who feared God, and shunned evil. It is believed that Job was a Chinaman. Wouldn't mind no difference who he was, but he was blameless, upright, one who feared God, and shunned evil. Verse 8 said, The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him in all the earth. Isn't that a wonderful testimony for God to speak? about a man. How many like God to speak about you like that? I believe he's doing, telling Satan you ought to try my people. There's none like them in all the earth. God has never been without a witness. He never will be without a witness on the face of this earth. Somebody like Job. He's he never going to be that. That's what the scripture said to us here. There's none like him. He's blameless and upright. One who fears God and shuns evil. Job lost his wealth. He lost his family. He lost everything. And Sister Linda, I admire what you said one time. I think you and I were talking about that. And when his wife said, why don't you curse God and die? You remember that? She said, yeah. But she was grieving. Somebody ought to say as much as he was because they was one flesh. Listen, if your spouse is grieving, you're grieving. If your children are grieving, you're grieving, right? They was one. Sister Linda, I've never forgot that. She stayed with him. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. 
you ought to be glad that God is staying with you when all your friends have forsook you. When everything is going against you, God is for you and you're still in his hand. He, he's, he's shaping you. He said, this person hurting, i got to give him a little more attention right now. How many are glad that God gives you attention? He gives you attention. When nobody else does not notice really what you're going through with, but he sees it. She stayed with him. And what made Job so popular, his thorn said he pulled worms out of his body 18 inches long. In the New Testament, the worms ate King Herod up because he was evil. They ate his flesh up. But holy God. The Bible says there's no weapon formed against you can prosper. No weapon formed against you can prosper. You say, well, look what happened to Job. But look what happened to Job. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He giveth and he take away. Sometimes we don't understand when God is taken away from He's got something better in plan for you. You never lose anything. You always gain. If you're a Christian, there's no way you can ever lose. You're always gaining. Whatever you lose, God is going to give you something back. The flesh don't like it, but God knows the best. He knows what's best for us in everything we do. Job said, though he slay me, I'm going to trust him. He said, how could he trust him? The devil can give you some terrible trials, but there's one thing he can't touch. No weapon formed against your spirit. No weapon, because you're in the master's hand. He may get to your flesh. He may get to your worldly goods, but he can't get to your spirit because you got the blood of Jesus on you, and you're in the master's hand. When you're in the master's hand, you know you're in the right hand. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He giveth and he taketh away. Though he slay me, I'm going to still be trusting him. Don't trust him. How I many is trusting the Lord? If we would learn to trust God in everything, in everything in our lives, and the Bible teaches that, and the Lord restored to Job's all that he lost. He blessed his latter days more than his beginning. In all the land, there was found no women so beautiful as the daughters of Job. His wife stayed with him and gave him seven sons and three beautiful daughters. And then God said, I'm going to do something else for you. I'm going to double what you had. When we can have the right attitude when God is shaping us, and when we can still testify that God Give it, and the Lord take it away. I guarantee when you get through with that, God's going to double what he done for you. And who knows when he breaks you, he got something better planned for your life. A greater vessel. 
than you ever dreamed were possible, what he's going to do in your life. And I know some of you have been through some things. And Starla, I know she's been through some things. But I remember, Starla, when you said you was laying in that hospital up there all by yourself. Keith and Gina wasn't even allowed in the hospital, much less by the bedside. They said, you go to the motel room and wait. She said, I have never in all my life. I tell you, her flesh was afflicted, but her spirit was in the hands of God. There's nothing in this world surpasses the peace of God and a clear mind with God. You're in God's hand. He's molding you. You don't know what he has for you yet because you're not a finished product. But he has a good plan for your life. I mean, believe he's got a good plan for your life. You're in his hand. He's going to keep working on you. He's going to keep helping you. Joel says, I will restore the years that the canker worm and the woodworm and all those things that messed you up. I will restore. The word restores that I will make you beautiful again. Whatever you're going through with, there's going to be some beautiful days are coming. And they're going to be greater and more pleasurable than what you went through with. The Bible said the things of this world are not to be compared to what God has planned for our lives. The wonderful things He has planned for our lives is unspeakable and full of joy. The wonderful things that God has. You shall eat in plentifulness. I believe we as American people, we ought to be shouting more than what we're shouting. Now, I, church, I, I mentioned Sister Linda this morning here lately. I guess Peggy might have thought I've lost my mind. I just ain't had much to say lately, but repenting and crying. God has something wonderful for our lives. He wants to open us to things we've never seen before. We're so blessed. I don't believe we know how blessed we are mentioned someone a while ago, if you just look what's going on in some of the third world, you would get up and start shouting in this pews right now. We are blessed because we're in the hands of God. He's molding you. Sometimes the flesh don't like what he's molding you, but I want you to know that he has a bigger and a better plan for your life than what you can see and what you can imagine. Something wonderful and dynamic, the wonderful things of God. You know, the fruit trees are dead right now. Is that right? The leaves have all fall off. And they've gone dormant. And all the leaves have turned and gone. Everything has a season. Those trees has to die and go through the dormant stage before they can bear fruit again. But you look in Psalms 1, said you are a tree planted by the river and your leaves is never going to wither. Oh, you're going to be a fruit-bearing tree. You're going to go through the winter months, but you're still going to be bearing fruit because you're planted by God. He's got his hand on you. He's training you. He's developing you like you've never seen before. 
I feel such a wonderful thing is waiting for us that we have never realized before. Second Chronicles 26 and 5 said, Uzziah sought God in the days of Zechariah. Zechariah was the high priest who understood the visions of God as long as Uzziah sought the Lord. God made him prosper. Only one can prosper you. It's not your company, not the man you work for, but God. They're in God's hand like waters in a channel. How many know that you're in God's hand, in the potter's hand, and we're the clay? If you resist, you're going to get the worst end of the deal. Paul had probably one of the greatest conversion that anybody could ever have. God, Jesus speaking from an audible voice, brighter than the noonday sun, knocks him down, goes down and Ananias baptizes him, he gets the Holy Ghost. There's not a person on this world from Adam to the end of the book of Revelation I don't care how mighty they seem in the Bible, but there's no one that never made no mistakes. And that's Jesus. Every man or woman in that Bible made mistakes. Every person you can read about has accomplished great things, has made mistakes. But God didn't throw them out. He kept them in his hand. He kept molding them. John Wesley is the founder of the Methodist Church. He went from England to America to the 13 colonies to preach a revival, come back devastated and destroyed, ready to give up and quit. But God had him in his hand. He couldn't see that God was going to use him to establish the Methodist Church. But God had him in his hand. God was working on it. He has something wonderful planned for John Wesley. Filled with the power of the Holy Ghost and the wonderful things of God. How many believe something great is going to happen to you? How many believe that? Something great is going to happen to you, what, what's happening in your life today. He's already got a plan that we cannot imagine what he has planned for our life. And Job, he said some dynamic things. He said, I've heard of God by the hearing ear, but now I see. I want you to know you may not just hear, but one day you're going to see what God had planned for your life and how he's working it out. When you lose something, you're going to get something greater, something more magnificent planned for your life, the wonderful things of God, the potter and the clay. God told Jeremiah, cannot I do with you what the potter doing with the clay? God told Paul, it's hard to kick against the pricks. I don't know whether any of you have ever ridden a horse or not, but normally if you get it trained right, you take your spur and touch him in the rib behind the front girt. And what's he going to do when you touch him on the left side? You lay that rein on his right side of the neck. What's he going to do? 
He's going to move his back in away to get away from that spur. If he don't move, you punch him a little bit harder, and he'll really get after it then because he's trying to get away from it. And that's the way we are a lot of times. When God starts pushing us a little bit, pulling that feathers out and letting those needles stick into this flesh, the eagle doesn't see that God wants him to fly. But God has to keep at How many glad that God is keeping at you? You ought to thank God that he's after you all the time because he has a plan to get you out of your nest, out of your comfort stage. He has a plan to move you to a level that he designed for you. A person told me one time, said, well, it's hard to fly with eagles when you're living among turkeys. I said, then you need to leave the turkeys. Sometimes we have a responsibility. If you don't feel like you can fly, you need to leave them turkeys by leave. Hallelujah. Maybe you're keeping the wrong company. Maybe you need to get with somebody that's flying to show you how. Like Sister Sue mentioned one time, that mama eagle, she's teaching that eagle, little eagle how to fly. God is teaching us things that we can't realize what he's doing in our lives. David, he killed a lion. He killed a bear with his bare hands. Can you imagine a teenage boy killing a lion and a bear with his bare hands? Can you imagine that? He goes out and kills a giant with a slingshot with one stone. And then Samuel poured oil on him from the horn. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him as a teenager and stayed on him till he died. And Saul starts pursuing him after he kills the lie. It's an innocent young boy. He ain't done nothing but good. We should never complain about going through a trial or a test. A trial or test tests our spirits. It tests our attitude. Are y'all like me? Sometimes I don't like what revealed to me. <laughs> and it caused me to repent and cry. I, I, I don't like what I see when God shows me something about myself. But David had to go to the cave of Dulam. Adulam, meaning the place of proceeding. Y'all got that? 400 vain men came to him and in debt. Eventually there were 600. The word proceeding means, David, your war is never going to end. You chased David's life when he left the cave of Adulam from that day forward. He was in war. He was fighting. He's called the man of war. He made mistakes. But God never let him go, Brother James. He held on to him. He kept shaking. Even God told him one day, he said, there will be a descendant from you will always be on the throne. That descendant Jesus Christ after the lineage of David is still on the throne today. You ought to say amen. Your king is still on the throne. What God is shaping us to be, we cannot see it yet. Job said, I just heard of it, but now I see it. Sometimes we're going to see what God is doing for us. Wonderful things that we cannot even imagine. I believe sometimes if people was to tell you what they've been through, it would be like a dream. I mean, no dreams come true. 
they come true. Trials reveals to us. And it reveals some things to David. But God never left him alone. He never left him. He stayed with him all the days of his life. We are all in the potter's hand, making us useful vessels for his namesake. Useful. God uses things. The only way that God can reach this world is how? Through me and what? Through you. He has no other way. He's not going to use no other way. That's the only way the world will ever be saved is through us. He's got us in his hand. What's the song? He's got me and you what? In his hand. He's got you in his hand. You may not like what he's doing sometimes, but he knows best. Used to be a television commercial years ago. Father knows best. Brother Don mentioned up here. He pleased his father. He pleased him. Most people don't like training. Holly Marquis had a birthday party down there yesterday. And I watched them kids. Of course, I try to walk nearly every day. But I thought, Lord, I'm going to start doing a little running. <laughs> I'm going to start doing a little shaking the way they're going on. I'm telling you, they get on one of them. Got, uh, Caroline got on that little old thing barefooted, and, man, she went across that thing like a bullet. I believe it was Luke. Man, I just couldn't believe how fast he could go. Where are you today? You're in God's hand. And what he takes away, he may make something even greater. He has something better for your future than you can ever imagine. Something good is not going to happen. It is happening today. I want you to pray for us. Been convicted that Jesus told Peter before he went back to heaven to do what? Feed my sheep and feed my lambs. I don't know how much longer I got. Now, Diane's probably going to get on to me after this. She's shaking her head. I'll freaking get a lecture tomorrow. But we want to feed you with the Word of God and the Spirit and the power of God because God has a plan for your life that we have not seen yet. You may have heard of it, and I like what Brother Ken said this morning, and I believe that. It's time for us to not just pray. It's time for us to say, I'm receiving. I'm going to have what God says I can have. To enter God's kingdom, Paul said, it takes much tribulations. You can't just enter this freely without much tribulation. Moses is born to a proper child. He was saved on the Nile from the alligators. He was saved from Pharaoh killing the firstborn. But at the age of 40, he killed an Egyptian because he knew he was born to be delivered, but he went about it the wrong way. It cost him 40 years on the backside of the desert. 
training and developing. How many know if I was to spend 40 years on the backside of the desert with his wife, I would too probably come out the meekest man on the face of the earth. Don't you know he was so glad when he saw that burning bush? He'd seen many of burning bushes, but he'd never seen one not burn up. You think you're crazy sometimes. What if you'd have been there when he was there and said, what's going on? And God said, that's me. <laughs> I'm in that bush. <laughs> he talked with God. How many know that God wants you to talk with him? He wants to have a conversation with you. He don't want to just hear your prayer request. He wants to commune with you. He wants you to tell him what you feel. He wants you to tell him what you want. And then you want to listen to what he says. Forty years training on the backside of the desert. Another 40 years in the wilderness before he ever got to see Canaan's land. Oh, I tell you, God had a plan for his life. I don't want to go through all that. You're in the potter's hand. He decides. He makes the decision. Jesus, Brother Don touched on that this morning. He spent 30 years training for a three-year ministry. Isn't that awesome? 30 years for three years of ministry. Paul had such a marvelous experience with God. But he has to go to the Arabian Desert for 14 years before he could start his ministry. But God had a plan for his life. He come out, the scholars believe, the greatest apostle that's ever lived. God miraculously used him. The list is endless. Joseph spent many years age of 17 to 30 it was a blessing that what was the man's name that bought him Potiphar not Potiphar thank you Potiphar bought Joseph when he got down to Egypt that was the hand of God you said how could that be because Potiphar turned everything he had over to Joseph only thing that Potter knew that he had was the biscuits, the sausage, and the eggs on his place. That's, all, that's what scripture, that's all he knew. Most husbands die before the husband, before the wife. I tell Peggy, I got to go before you do because I don't know anything about the finance business of our household. Is that right? She's shaking her head. I don't know nothing. She has to take care of what God was doing was training Mo, Joseph that one day he was going to stand before the king of Egypt, the greatest ruler of the world at that time. He was going to stand before him one day. And God was going to have the king of Egypt to turn over everything to Joseph. He's in his hand. He'd been forgotten many times. But I love the scripture because it said God was always with him. The world may forget you. God don't forget you. Joseph's the type of Jesus. He was trained. 
when he went back to heaven, the Father turned everything over to him, gave him everything he had. How many know we got a wonderful God that we serve? I'm telling you, he, he has a plan for us. One guy said one time, said, God's got the greatest retirement plan in the world. The greatest plan. Every good gift from God comes, I mean, every good gift comes down from the Father of life. Now, Joseph might not have felt like that was a good gift from God to get put in the pit. He probably didn't feel that way. A lot of times we don't know the mind of God and what he has planned for us and what wonderful things awaits us today and tomorrow there was a man in back in the 2000 lived in South Korea wasn't a Christian but he was in the fertilized business and he went bankrupt and lost his mind he worried he just worried he lost his mind went to the treatments and they shocked him and shocked him and finally they told him "said you're a hopeless case there's nothing we can do for do anything for you. He went to doctors, chose church, and sat down and heard him preach. And God changed him right there, filled him with the Holy Ghost. He crazy. He asked Dr. Cho, said, what can I do to get a job? He said, I don't know. Read your Bible and pray. Church, I believe the number one thing that we can do is pray. Is to pray. Is to pray. So he began to pray and began to read his Bible. He run across the scripture in there. It said, you are the salt of the earth. I mean, you know, God gives you a seed before it can develop. You've got to cultivate that seed. He said, if I'm the salt, that's a seed from God. I don't have a job. I don't have anything. So he went out and bought a book, not B-U-L-K, book of salt, and started selling it. He was in God's hand. God had a plan for his life. Eventually, he got enough money and built a huge building and bought $50,000 worth of salt. He was sitting on high. Came a flood. His place was close to the river. Destroyed all of his $50,000 worth of salt. Had nothing left. Nothing left. Dr. Cho's went to see him after he heard about it. When he got down there, he was sitting inside of his building, singing and worshiping, praising and dancing. 
enough to show so we're going crazy again. He said, are you crazy? Oh, no, no, I'm not crazy. He said, the Lord has took away my earthly good, but I didn't lose my spiritual relationship with God. Come on, you ought to shout. When you're losing your earthly goods and Satan can't get your spiritual life because you're in God's hand, how many know we got a celebrity with us today? Anybody know that? Got one hand back there, Sister Sue. Sister Linda Hill. Y'all didn't know that, did you? It took a whole page in the Citizen Journal to write about that one girl. Huh? And how popular she is down there. Not always been that way, has it? Been some rough times, but she was in God's hand. Molding and shaping her. He said, the Lord took away my earthly goods, but said, I still got my spiritual relationship with God. He said, I will rebuild again. Just give me a little time. I'm going to rebuild again. I'm he was in the hand of God. He turned that loss into a multi-million dollar organization. When God is for you, nothing can be against you. You may lose some natural thing, but God has got something greater for your life that's going to come up out of the ashes. The Bible talks about things coming up out of the ashes. Maybe you're one of those that's going to come out of the ashes. I'm on close. I don't know how long I've been preaching. I didn't look at the clock. Brother Ken mentioned something in Sunday school class about a week or so ago. And uh, we found this out when the Gideon came here. It was when the Philippines was invaded by Japan. America sent troops there. This one young soldier, soldier got shot, and he was dying. Brother Cuba Lord's father, wouldn't none of them Christians come by. He was in the war, too. And he handed him, Brother Cuba Lord's father, a Bible. Took it out of his pocket, and the young soldier died. He died. Dr. Cho... Career conflict when things were so bad. People was committing suicide. People struggling in the streets, no food. He said, It's nothing for me to have three or four jobs in one day. But one day, when he felt something, blood come out of his mouth. His family sold all they had to take him to a doctor. They said he's beyond help. He's got tuberculosis. He won't live long. Said you need to tell your friends goodbye and go home. You, you're going to die. Nothing can do for you. 19 years of age, living on a dirt floor. One young girl come by and talk with him asked to pray with him. He said, I'm praying to Buddha. said, he'll heal me. said, he's going to heal me. And that's one thing he said, you have a problem in South Korea. Miracles do not impress them. 
because Buddha does the same thing. She said, but I'm going to tell you about Jesus. I don't want to know about no man called Jesus. I don't want to know him. I know Buddha. She said, well, I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to leave you this Bible. He'd never seen her before or seen her again and didn't know who she was. But Buddha didn't heal him. He got in that book. He began to read about Jesus. Jesus healed him right there and filled him with the Holy Ghost. He, Come on now. Peter told the rich, the lame man at the gate, I got no silver and gold, but such as I got, I'm going to give you in the name of Jesus. Brother Ken said he'd been impressed here lately. Instead of feeding people money and try to help them that way, he said, I'm going to start giving in the Bible. You know, the greatest thing that that, oh, glory to God, that lame man, money wasn't going to help Cho, but Jesus did. One man came to Jesus and said, if you'll speak one word, a servant will get healed. There's power in the word. Dynamic power in the word of God. He gave him Jesus Christ, the word, and it healed him. Dr. Cho died just recently. A church over a million people. Probably because of one little girl that he didn't know and never seen gave him a Bible changed his life forever while he was laying in that floor dying he was in God's hand and God was molding him you're in God's hand and God's molding you for something greater than you can imagine what wonderful things God has in store for us so God bless you I want you to expect and look for something wonderful to happen in your life because God is for you, and if God is for you, there's nothing be what? Can't nothing be against you. You're going to have troubles and trials, but one thing the devil can't touch is your spirit and your relationship with God. God bless you as they come. God bless you.